2: through interviews with leading professionals, and tips and tricks to help you scale your business. Sit back, grab a coffee, and let's talk all things influencer marketing. Hey, this is Jamie.
0: And this is Danielle.
2: And welcome to the Business Influencer Marketing Podcast, Episode 19. Danielle, I am so excited today because we have Patrick Quinn from Life of Dad on the show today. Oh, exciting. He is so fun. So I met Patrick about a year ago when I attended the Dad 2.0 Summit. Last year was in San Diego, and we kind of bonded, became good friends, and I followed what they do at Life of Dad, he writes much of their content, both sponsored and not. And I've always really loved how they handle the amount of content that they have. um, And they have a really good balance of the two. So I asked him if he would join us to talk all about Life of Dad and how it grew and creating the content that uh, that they that they create. And it was it's it's a good time.
0: I am super excited to hear this because isn't Life of Dad the The ones who brought us the Cheerio Challenge?
2: That was Patrick, actually. Yes, I know. That one went so viral. So it was very, very cool. Um, And Dad 2.0, I'm going there in a couple weeks. So it's kind of fun that it's very timely. I'm speaking um, at that event, and it's a great one. Um, There's just a lot of really good guys there. Um, The reason that I went the first time was because of our lovely Dr. Producer, Don.
0: Awesome. Oh, this is exciting. I can't wait to hear this.
2: But then it kicks off conference season, Danielle. And... Oh,
0: conference season. Conference <laughs> season is just hard. There's so much travel and it's a lot of fun, but oh, man, it feels like you're never home.
2: I actually want to crawl up in my bed and take a nap just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I love going. I love speaking. I love meeting people. I don't. I'm so... <laughs> I can't even wrap my head around how many places I'm going to be in the next couple months.
0: I think you're going to have a lot of miles when this is done.
2: Oh, I, I have to hit gold status on United. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> all the miles, all of them. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get
2: started, I want to tell you a little bit about Patrick so you guys know who you're going to be hearing from. Patrick Quinn is a former teacher, freelance writer, and one of the co-founders of Life of Dad. He helped build Life of Dad from a personal blog into a social site with thousands of users across the globe and a monthly reach of around 40 million people. How crazy is that? Wow. I know. Life of Dad recently started an agency side of the business to manage the campaigns they run with the network of dad influencers they have pulled together. Patrick created many of the most successful campaigns they have run, bringing in over a billion impressions. And like you referenced... He even had President Obama get in on his biggest one, the Cheerios challenge. He wanted me to tell everyone also that he's incredibly handsome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That that was in his bio, so I couldn't I couldn't not read it. Um, I'm not going to give my opinion on that, but he wants everyone to know that he is. <laughs> but before you hear from Patrick, here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Hashtag Legal. Hashtag Legal is a full-service law firm specializing in influencer marketing, social media, and service professionals. We offer a wide range of services, contract review and drafting, trademark and copyright registration and monitoring, FTC advice and disclosures, and full site reviews, including drafting site terms and conditions and privacy policies. Check us out at www hashtag-legal.com. I am so excited to be here with Patrick Quinn. Welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
2: Well, thank you for agreeing because this week we are talking all about creating authentic sponsored content. And I will tell you, Patrick, when Danielle and I decided that this was a ta- topic we wanted to tackle, you were the first person that popped into my head yes. because as, yeah. yeah, as I've told you over and over, you actually create some of my favorite sponsored content that's out there.
1: That's awesome. Thank you for saying
2: that. Yeah. Let's start the love fest now. So Go <laughs> through. You are my
1: favorite fan of my favorite <laughs> content. So, yeah. (laughs)
2: amazing that's perfect Perfect. so i know our listeners would love some of your tips but before we get into that stuff i'd love them to learn a little bit more about you so tell us a little bit about yourself and when you started blogging
1: yeah well i live in austin texas now but i'm from new york originally um for a while, I was just kind of bouncing her from jobs and then doing, I was a teacher in New York City ages ago. And then I started writing, doing kind of freelance writing for companies and some of my own writing on the side. Um, and at the same time, my brother-in-law started Life of Dad as his own personal blog. Uh, his daughter had been born with a congenital heart defect. And it was his. he works in entertainment and he, it was his kind of, sort of his outlet for kind of getting the story out so everybody knows what was going on with her and to also just kind of you know be goofy a little bit and eventually he started you know he saw he knew that i was a writer so he asked me if i wanted to contribute um i had two kids of my own at that point point. and so i started writing some posts for life of dad just as like a just a side thing and from that point on we've kind of developed into um more than just a blog, we're just a, like a social media site and an agency site, actually, because of the campaigns that we wound up doing. Um, and it just really evolved slowly but surely uh, to where it is now. But, um, yeah, I just started blogging more as just a goof, just to kind of tell funny stories about my reaction to my kids. I don't really write specifically about my kids. It's more about, like, my dealings with them <laughs> and, and how I feel about being a
2: dad. So is that... The first time you started blogging was when you started working with Life of Dad?
1: Yeah, yeah, I never blogged before that. It was most of my writing was uh, writing short stories and also just writing stuff like I was working for TravelX Insurance for a while. Uh, I worked for a dart company that does dart tournaments all across the <laughs> United States. So I know so much about darts now. It's ridiculous. Like I didn't even know anything about it. And I went into this weird weird world of competitive tournament soft tip darts um and they were a korean company so i had to write everything i had to write like my boss's emails because he was like straight from korea so i would give it be given like a very broken down english version of what he wanted to say and then i would have to turn that into english and send it out to everybody for him so it was I, an amazing- I,
2: I feel like that's a whole other like podcast we need to <laughs> <laughs> we may have come on to something a topic was, people are, was, are interested in <laughs> yeah it was such a bizarre thing and
1: i I kept thinking to myself like when i started going to these tournaments and all these people know each other all across like the country and then i wound up partying one night in las vegas with a team of mongolian dark players for like for for like three days in a row so they were so awesome but like this weird world it's like one of those things like the uh the the, the movie the documentary spellbound like you know you don't think about spelling bees as anything that could be interesting. And then you watch that movie and you're like at the edge of your seat the whole time. And I feel like this weird world of darts could be that. (laughs) It's (laughs) so awesome.
2: So how many years have you worked with Life of Dad and how has it changed over the years?
1: Um, I guess now it must be about six years or so. Um, And we've just really i mean changed almost uh, we've done basically uh i was about to say a 360 which means we were right back the <laughs> We basically did, did like 180 from what we started out as It's just like telling stories and uh creating really goofy videos um to now we basically anybody could join our site we have you know dads from across the world using life of dad as a Platform for themselves to kind of like contact other dads, getting you know involved with uh, in different groups within the site, um, and to just kind of I don't know basically anything about parenting, which is literally anything in the world. Like there's spots on Life of Dad for food and car people and music and just about everything, everything that you can imagine. So um, it's really kind of taken off. So from being a personal thing to more of a community site. Um, and it's been really fun to kind of watch it grow that way. And we, our team members have grown. We've got, we went from Tom being the only person doing Life of Dad to now I think we have about 15 or 16 people working full and part time on Life of Dad, managing our communities on Facebook, on Instagram, uh, managing content on the site itself uh doing our podcasts we have a couple of hundred podcasts our partner art is amazing at doing uh podcasts and getting interviews from celebrities that we're like wait what like he'll just call us casually and be like oh yeah guys i talked to lebron james this morning he's gonna be on the podcast and we're all like (laughs) what like, like, as if he just wanted to tell us he had French toast for breakfast. And, and nobody knows how he does it, but he does it. So, um, so yeah, we've, we're kind of like out in a thousand different directions doing our thing, but everybody seems to have their own nice little spot within life of dad uh, in terms of our partners. And it's been uh, been a lot of fun watching it grow.
2: I love the messaging that you guys have and the inclusion of all different people from all over. How do you incorporate sponsored work into that type of website?
1: Well, well, that, the thing with, um, with it being as open as it is, where we are lucky enough to work with a lot of different um, influencers in different realms, but mostly, obviously, in the fu- parenting realm. Um, so basically, it started off really small, like just a, a campaign here and there. They hired us. We had a good reach. And that's basically all the marketer was looking for. You know, yeah, have yeah, a decent reach on Facebook. Let's just do that. Um, but then we started kind of giving a little bit of pushback, which uh, a lot of the people, the influencers we work with, when they do their own, when they have their own campaigns, one of the things I always tell them is like, hey, if they want you to do that, don't just do that because they want you to, you know, push back a little bit. And that's what we started doing. We started um, saying, hey, that's a great idea, 23-year-old, you know, girl in New York yeah. City. But in terms of the parents, the people who are going to be watching, you know, reading this parenting stuff why don't we try this instead? So we started kind of uh, cater- not cater- tailoring it to content that we thought would do better for our audience and then also for the audience of uh, some of the influencers we worked with because we started bringing on a few here and there, a few different um, dad bloggers who had their own sites um, and then that, like our website, has grown to now we have a few hundred different dad bloggers that work with us and Um, we're able to just kind of put together some content. The brands now are coming to us a lot and coming doing repeat um, campaigns because we're able to give them this pool of like super creative guys who all kind of take a campaign idea and put their own spin on it, which is really nice. So that's kind of grown. And that's how it really just started off as one campaign here and there. But then we would say, oh, we also have, you know, um, you know, Chris Bernholtz, who is really good at photography or Jeff Bogle, Why don't we get those guys in because they'll be able to get us great images and the brands always went with it and they seem to and from that point on we just kind of grew and grew and grew. Uh, So we to the point where now we literally have a life of dead agency side to be able to handle all of the uh, campaigns that we do have going.
2: I love the point that you made because it sounds like there's a partnership between you and the brands. Um, where you're able to bring your expertise, I I hear a lot of feedback from people that they're nervous about going back to a brand and saying that might not be the best idea or that might not be the best fit. Um, And so what kind of reception do you typically get when you go back to a brand and ask them, maybe make some tweaks or changes or suggestions that might be more effective?
1: You know, at first it was really a little bit nerve wracking to kind of do it because I felt like we were stepping into their space, um, it's kind of like, uh, the podcast that you guys did last week with Don, um, where he said, what is it, the uh, imposter syndrome mm-hmm. where it's like, um, I didn't feel like we had the pull to be able to do something like that to suggest back, but we did kind of almost timidly like, you know, like I forget, exactly. I wish I had the specific example, but it was, uh, it was like Starbucks or something like that. Like a big brand who wanted to do like a smaller campaign with us. And we were like, we didn't think it was going to work. We were just like, you know, it didn't have the right feel to it. Um, and so we kind of just pushed back a little bit. And But we were surprised at how open they were to it. Um, they obviously were trying to make something, tailor something to our world. But we are better at doing it than they are. Because we know the audience. We know what, what they respond to. So once we did it a few times and pushed back, now we just know that it's almost like they 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 want us to push back, it seems like. For the most part, I'd say 95% of the brands, once we they give us an idea, we say, Hey, that's a great idea. How about with this instead, though? And it might just be a small tweak of their idea, or it might just be a complete overhaul. Um, and almost all the time they are like, that is awesome, we love it, let's do that. Um and I feel like it's partially because a lot of them we take a lot of the work off there they're off their desks so they're
2: like
1: beats <laughs> we don't have like that's that's done. I'll just take credit for that and we don't care if they do um but but also because they know you know that we know our audience better so um so if anybody is listening and they are want to then and, and they're doing campaigns and they aren't pushing back give it a try once or twice and it, it, i'm telling you it, once you start doing it you'll see that they are really receptive and it really helps helps your audience it helps your your content and it helps them a lot. And they're gonna come back to the people who do that, I think, because they, you know, they're taking charge and they're helping out with the people who are working on the campaigns on the other side.
2: I, I think that's phenomenal advice. And I think one of the reasons why you guys do such great sponsored content is for that reason. It it fits your site. It make the things you write about, they make sense. And I never think, well, that came out of left field. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you have any other tips for creating really good authentic sponsored? content, either posts or images or video?
1: Yeah, well, one thing that actually, I didn't even think about it in the way that it was brought up to me just recently. I was uh, talking to a friend of mine who works for Silence, uh Cybersecurity, and he was saying that, he was, he was asking me, like, how do you keep your influencers, like, what makes them influencers if they're just writing about a brand? Like, we hire them, and we have to write about, um, you know, Netgear or Pampers or you know, Frank's Body Scrub. These are all brands we've worked with and they're they're disparate. They're all across like the, the world. They're not just like baby stuff or kid stuff. Um, and so he was asking like, how do you have, like what makes them influencers if they are just writing stuff they're essentially supposed to? So I kind of thought about our brands, our campaigns that we do. And I've realized that most of our campaigns aren't so much really about the product. Um, so the, the influencers, they're not writing just like a review and being like, oh wow i love pepto so much i use it all the time or like we did one with rogaine like i don't think any of our guys use rogaine um they're either bald or not and you know, <laughs> what we did a campaign with them and it's and what we the way we create we craft it though it's usually something around the product that's not really just it's, it's almost like this ridiculous thing we're doing is brought to you by you know this brand instead of hey we love this brand so much even if we don't you know or we all use drive kia cars even though we clearly all don't um it's it's more about just getting the brand out there getting their message across but without just without totally selling out and pretending that you love something, you know, there have been a few times where I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do that campaign specifically. Or we've had people that influencers that we work with closely say, all right, I can't work with that brand because of my site. Um, uh, amateur idiot, professional dad, uh, Dave Lesser actually was one of them. He was one of the first people. I was like, Dave, I got, you know, you can definitely have a spot on this. It was a Fritos campaign. And he's like, oh man, he's like, I'd love to do that, but my whole blog is mostly about like, for at that point at least, it was about being healthy and how, you know, (laughs) getting out there and running. So he didn't really want to be writing about Cheetos. so, but the example with that campaign is we used Cheetos, but what we did was an art contest with Cheetos, where people were using the different brands of Cheetos with different colors and creating sculptures or you know things on paper that were uh, pictures and everything like that. So we didn't have our guys sitting there chomping down Cheetos, pretending they loved them and did it every day, but instead we used the brand in a different way that kind of sold the brand's messaging that hey, there are these different flavors. And look how much fun Cheetos can be, but without them all being like you know eating them down. Because I, I actually, literally, I get sick when I eat cheese puffs or any of that kind of stuff. But <laughs> I did this sculpture, and uh, so and I felt okay about it because I wasn't you know chomping them down.
2: I need. I actually need to go check those out. <laughs> <laughs> So tell me what your favorite sponsored campaign is that you've ever worked on.
1: Oh, man. Um, it's a tough one, right? I now. would say, yeah, because we have done a bunch and we've been really fortunate mm. to get brands. And um, But I'd say I'd have two that were really my favorites. Uh, kind, We'd worked with Kind Bars and we did one where it was just, um, I think it was Kind Miles Matter. So, and every influencer that we had working with us, they had to use like a, uh, a running app or, you know, exercising app. And track the amount of miles that they either walked or biked or hiked with their kids, um, and they'd take pictures on their hikes and walks with Kind bars, and they were able to. Get, and then Kind was donating money towards uh, specific charities for every mile that the people per, people went out and did, which was awesome. And then they also Kind put together this these almost like business cards where these guys were able to go out and if they saw somebody doing something kind, they were just able to give away, give out this card to somebody else. And then that person could redeem it for a giant box of uh, kind bars also. And that was one of my favorites because the brand really got behind it and they put together like awesome imaging and They worked with us really well on on the campaign itself. So that was great. Um, The other one was the National Frozen and Refrigerated Foods Association. (laughs) I know, it's a little weird.
2: You gotta tell me more about this. (laughs)
1: Okay, so this is like, like think Got Milk, kind of like covers everything milk. Like it's not just one brand of milk. Um, This is a group that covers like all frozen foods. So if you're in your frozen food aisle, Pretty much everything in there is part of this association. And they wanted to promote all of their foods, whether it be like Eggo waffles or Hot Pockets and, you know, frozen pizzas. And they didn't know what to do exactly like for that because it's so different. Um, So the idea that we came up with was we had a cooking contest and everybody had to make a new meal based off of three different frozen foods. In those aisles, and we gave them the list of what they could use. So um, Tom and I, we put together a whole bunch of things, and every single thing we thought was going to be horrendous turned out to be amazing. So we made like, <laughs> hot pockets. We we cooked hot pockets, chopped them up, put them inside a calzone, and then basted the outside with crusted chopped up Eggo waffles, and wait, something. Oh, and and tater tots on the inside. So it was like a breakfast calzone. And it was the best thing ever. It was so it was so horrible, but so good. We also did like a frozen pizza with P.F. Chang's, um, what is it? Beef and broccoli, frozen beef and broccoli on top of that with some kind of something else on top of it, rolled up into a ball and then cut into slices. And it was like we were dying laughing because everything sounded like it would be like, like the barf factor was super high on each one of them. <laughs> And every time we were like, I can't believe how good this is. <laughs> so that was a fun campaign just because working on it was hilarious. <laughs>
2: that sounds horrible.
1: It does. I'm But, today. Lie.
2: but you have to ask
1: my rest of my calzone recipe and you have to make it and tell me how horrible it is.
2: <laughs> That's a deal. I won't lie, though. You put tater tots in anything and I'll eat it. So <laughs> As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, I could eat that. That sounds good. Yeah, it was so good. (laughs) That sounds really fun, though. It sounds like you guys just have fun with it, which I think is what keeps it so interesting and why people want to read it.
1: You have no idea how many times, and uh, gosh, I hope nobody from Ketchum or Edelman is listening, but so many times we pitch an idea and I'm like, there's no way they're going to do that. And then they say, yeah, and I'm like... I, do we just trick them into doing this? It sounds like like it's just something fun I want to do, and now we're getting paid for it. So,
2: <laughs> what—that's the dream job, right? What could be better? Oh, yeah, that's great. So, what advice do you have for our, some of our new blogger listeners who maybe are just getting into the world of sponsored content?
1: Um, well, like we were talking about before, push back. Don't just take what they say. Um, but no, don't just push back on content. Push back on their budget. Um, they're going to give you terrible budgets. And don't think that pushing back is going to make that deal walk away. It might, but chances are it's more likely that they have a much bigger budget and they're lowballing you because then they get to report that they saved X amount of money. Um, Other advice I'd say is to really network with people in your space. Um, If you're a mom blogger, a food blogger, you know, a style blogger, whatever it is, or an influencer and whatever it is, Get to know the people in your space, um, because if you can start working with them and working in tandem, you become a little more powerful that way. And that's how that's how we be kind of we became what we are now is the support and uh, the hard work and the creativity of all the people that we work with. Uh, we wouldn't have been able to do any of this on our own. Um, so it's just great to have the great network of people behind us. So um, that would be probably the most valuable advice because not only do you have people to work with. But then you also have people to lean on for advice like this, like you, you find somebody to be, that you'll be able to call and say, hey, here's what the brand wants. What do you think? And they'll they'll be able to work with you to kind of uh, give you some good advice in case you don't know what exactly to do. There's always somebody out there who does know what to do or at least they fake
2: it really well. That's very true. That's fantastic advice. I love that. Especially the negotiation part. It's something that Danielle and I speak at conferences a lot about negotiation and everything's negotiable. So yes. I love I love that advice.
1: That's the other advice. Hire yeah. Danielle and
2: Jamie, get them, <laughs> <I> <laughs> get
1: them to actually, negotiate for you.
2: <laughs> I love that advice, Patrick. Thank you. <laughs> so thank you for taking the time to answer all of our questions. You gave us some awesome information. But thank before you. you go, we yeah. have some rapid fire questions that we ask all of our guests. Do you have a few more minutes? I do. Awesome. OK, so this one's hotly debated around here. Are you, Do you prefer coffee or tea? Coffee. Yes. I knew we were friends for a reason. (laughs) What is your favorite book? Oh, my gosh. I knew this would be hard for you.
1: Oh, man. Um, I'm looking down now through my library here in my room. Oh, man. That's really tough. Uh, I'd have to say... I want to say something highbrow like Infinite Jest, but that book was exhausting. Um, uh, (laughs) I would say the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which isn't specifically a book, but like a series of books that's written as one big book. But I would say that just because I've read it the most.
2: We will accept your answer. Yes. (laughs) What was the first thing you did to celebrate success in your business? This has to be something you did for yourself.
1: Oh, man. Um, I don't know that I ever have.
2: Get on that.
1: I know. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't know if we ever, if I ever have. Um, we, because our company is kind of spread across the U.S. We never. Oh, it would be something for myself, huh?
2: Yeah, something for you. Oh man,
1: I. I'm
2: killing you with these questions. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah man. <laughs> I really, I don't know that I ever have specifically gone out and. Oh yeah, you know what? <laughs> I when we hit a hundred thousand. Uh, Facebook followers, I went out and bought more expensive wine for myself. I went above the $12 mark.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is an excellent celebration. I'm, yes, I like does. that. I like that. Do you have a word for the year?
1: This year or the last year? This year, 2018. This year? Um, uh, no. <laughs> I okay. don't.
2: I That's don't. Okay. We have had enough. people say no.
1: Yeah, no, I don't have an answer for that. I don't have a word for this year.
2: That is okay. Apple or PC?
1: Apple. Heck yeah. have both, and God, I hate my Lenovo ThinkPad.
2: Thank you. Uh, Don and I have a running rivalry of Apple versus PC.
1: Well, oh, it's Don must nice pick to up him. every day feeling really bad about how wrong he is.
2: <laughs> That's what I say. He doesn't <laughs> seem to agree. But, you know, we agree to disagree. Right? Now, tell everyone where they can find you and read your awesome sponsored content and other okay. non-sponsored, like your really cool weekly music column
1: oh yeah um well you can find life of dad life um uh, we're also on facebook we're on everything facebook instagram we're on jdate um we are on uh christian mingle uh, we're not on either of those um <laughs> but uh you can find my personal um twitter is uh pq so it's the letter p and then q like Q ball um, and yeah, if it, I'd love if more people read the playlist elevated on Life of Dad. I do it every Friday. It's just a, an introduction of bands people may or may not know. And it's that's one of the things that I do specifically for myself. Like I get almost no views on that, but I love doing them. And I think I introduce some pretty darn good bands.
2: You've told me about some really good music, so I definitely recommend it. And you do a Facebook Live, right?
1: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, every Thursday, uh, my partner Art and I, we do um, the Geek Show Thursdays at, what is it, 12 o'clock Eastern time? Yeah, I think it's 12 Eastern. Um, And we get guests on every now and again. Soon we're going to have one of the guys from uh, Impractical Jokers on. Uh, This week, we have a friend of ours who works for a company that does... um, uh, a, some kind of an AI for parents to kind of track their kids' uh, internet use. And, but a lot of times we just sit and goof around about comic books and uh, movies and music and that kind of stuff. So, and it's uh, interactive. People can jump in and throw in comments and make fun of us and everything. And it's awesome.
2: Awesome. Well, thanks again for taking the time and chatting with us.
1: Awesome. Thank you.
0: Jamie, that was such a fun interview. I am so glad that we got to hear from someone who has built such a successful business on how they create such great sponsored content.
2: He was a lot of fun to talk to. He's very, very funny. And as everyone can tell, he is really cool about answering those questions and answering them really honestly.
0: That's awesome. Well, we would love to hear from everybody listening in the HQ, which if you're not a member, visit businesses.com slash HQ to join. And we'd like to hear about the sponsored content that you have done in the past. We really want to see your links. Drop a link to whatever your favorite piece of sponsored content that you've done in the past is so that everybody can learn from one another.
2: I cannot wait to check those out. Mm-hmm. And for the show notes for this episode, please check out businesses.com slash episode 19.
0: Thanks so much. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Business Influencer Marketing Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. If you like the podcast, we'd love if you give us a review in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your reviews help new listeners find us. If you have any questions, you can email us at questions at We'd really love to hang out with you on our Facebook group, the Businessease HQ. To join, visit slash HQ. We want to give a big thank you to our producer, Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group, for making us sound so very good. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again next week.